Hello and welcome to the VanCast. I'm your host, Graham Eels, and today I'm with Nicola. Nicola, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing pretty damn good considering everything going on. It has been freaking wild. Um, Just so everyone knows, we're in different countries right now. Nicola is eight hours ahead in the UK, so we're keeping our social distance. Yeah, we really are. We're doing a really good job. We're doing a really good job. We, we like to oversee the expectations. <laughs> anyway, so what I'd just like to start out is why did you get into fitness and what brought you to enjoy fitness the way you do? It's like kind of a long story, but I'll make it as short as I possibly can. Um, I was kind of always really into health just because my parents are super athletic people. Um, My dad put me in soccer, which I now call football, but I'm going to call it soccer right now. Um, Put me into soccer at the age of three. And to be honest, it was kind of just from there. I fell in love with it. I played really competitively um, until I was about 18, 19. Um, And then I was going to play at Langara College and I tore my MCL Mm. and I tore it. I tore it when I was playing competitively for Metro. And then, yeah, they the second time I tore it, they were like, you got to take a break for about nine months, which obviously was quite crushing. I loved soccer so much. I really wanted to play professionally maybe one day. Um, so that was kind of a bit dream crushing for me. So I took nine months off. Um, and because I played soccer in high school, I didn't ever really like get into partying that much um so now I was in not really university I mean I mean I guess Langara's university but started going to loads of parties started drinking loads so I was eating it the same way I used to eat and because I played soccer so much I did not watch my diet and of oh, course when no. I stopped I started yeah. to gain loads of weight and then the turning point for me because I was kind of I have like a very lazy tendency in me. So I just kind of was like, yeah, I'm not going to work out. I'm not going to do anything. I literally like did not do anything. Um, And then my family and I went to Hawaii. And I just remember feeling like so gross. My dad was like cycling every day. My mom was running. My best friend and her mom, we went with another family. They were like being super active. And I just like couldn't bring myself to do it because I was so out of shape. And I remember just like laying there feeling like a piece of shit. Sorry, can I swear on this, by the way? Yeah, it's it's totally fine. As long as it's with good intention, um, it's Perfect. it's fine. Yeah. Perfect. So you kind of you kind of had that aha moment. Yeah, and then I came back and I was like, you know what? I've got to get this sorted. So I um, reactivated my Steve Nash membership, and I read online that it takes twenty one days to start a habit. So I went to the gym twenty one days in the in a row. Went to the women's section, did the same like six body weight exercises <laughs> with like a few dumbbell curls and lateral raises. I had no idea what I was doing. And I was super shy, like especially being really from being really good at a sport to going into the gym and just being like, I don't know what to do. And I feel dumb. Um, but I did get into it. I started to feel really good. And then a personal trainer approached me and she gave me a free session. Um, and that was good. So she gave me like a free workout. And then I did that same workout she gave me every single day for like two months. And I started to get really, really into the gym. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to work at this gym as a receptionist. So I applied as a receptionist. And then as I was a receptionist, I got a personal trainer there myself, like a full-time personal trainer. And I just absolutely loved it I just felt so good lost a bunch of weight started to feel really strong and I was just like oh I want to be able to do this for people because I just felt so good um so yeah that's how I ended up going into personal training and then obviously I took a break 
from it when I moved to England, but that's like a whole other story of how I created my business. But yeah, that the, that's the backstory of how I so, ended up being a PT. So that was that was at Steve Nash. Yes, Steve Nash, and I worked there for. I worked there as a receptionist for probably about a year, and then a personal trainer for just under two years. And then you you started understanding that you can actually change people and give them the feeling that you got yeah um and kind of because it kind of saved you a little bit because you had this thing this this athletic running you were good at soccer and then all of a sudden boom you get knocked out and then so now you have your second wind and how did you end up going to England what brought that about were you just like (laughs) I need to change like this I need a different scenery it was what's really I was actually my boyfriend so and which which is really odd because we met in November of 2017 but in August of 2017 my family and I went to Europe and we went to London and I loved it so much that I was like I'm gonna come to England on a working visa so I applied for my work I made the application for my working visa but then I kept chickening out and because I was doing really well at Steve Nash um I was really comfortable. I mean, loved my friends in Vancouver. I probably could have stayed there happily forever, but it's just one of those things. Like, I know that I'm going to live there. I know that I'll settle there, but I just wanted to be like, what what else is out there? And then I just kept chickening out because I was just so comfortable. And then it was really weird. I met my boyfriend um, and then his visa was expiring. And I felt like we hadn't been together for, we hadn't been together at all, basically, before he had to go. Um, and I was just like, this is, obviously the universe being like you need to get out this is a sign so yeah we did long distance for three months and then I came here well how is it like moving your business because you kind of have to restart again don't you yeah well I my and when I was doing personal training um I had battled with a lot of like disordered eating um a lot of body dysmorphia and towards the end of it, I started kind of kind of feeling like a fraud just because I was preaching all this stuff about, you know, being confident and being balanced with your nutrition and not being afraid to eat cakes and, you know, the 80-20 rule, but I just wasn't abiding by it myself. Like I would binge and I would restrict and I would like over-exercise. So when I moved to England, I kind of had a plan with myself to just take a break from personal training. I knew that it was my passion, but I needed, I needed the time to like heal my relationship with food and and figure out what I actually wanted to bring to the table so I took I still was posting on Instagram and like posted to my workouts and posting annoying gym selfies but uh, (laughs) (laughs) you know um so I was keeping like the passion going but um and like doing odd things for friends like programs for friends um and then yeah in September last year that's when I decided to start my online personal training business that is awesome. And you have you yeah. have a website, right? You have, yeah, a, did it myself. have a full website. You have two <laughs> Instagram profiles. You're very active. I, I love seeing all the food. Oh my God, the food. It's, oh, I know. Is that, do you make it yourself? Like, duh. Do, yeah, I, I make it all myself. I love, I, I love, love, love to cook and I love food. And that's why it was so out of character for me to have such a bad relationship with food because my mom's a food blogger. We like grew up with a very like balanced diet of my household. Um, So it's really nice to be back in a place where I can do the fitness thing, but also make really delicious food and, you know, not stress over about hitting macros perfectly or calories perfectly. So what is a, a day in the life like for you when it comes to waking up, working out, making meals, what, what do you do for yourself? 
Um, like wake up usually, I w- I'm one of those people I need to wake up like way earlier than when I leave the house or when I start work. Um, so I wake up, I always meditate every morning. So that's been very helpful. I just feel like it helps with my creativity. It helps with my stress levels. So tr- I try to meditate for 10 minutes every morning. I don't usually do it on the weekend, to be honest. Um, and then I will do my hair, do my makeup, because it's got to look fabulous. And always. Then, <laughs> always. And then I'll make breakfast. Um, and I'll even regardless of if I'm going to work, I'll always make like a full breakfast. I usually make eggs. Always, I eat so many eggs, it's ridiculous. Eggs for breakfast and then some fruit or some yogurt or like if I've made banana bread. Um, but breakfast is pretty boring. Um, sometimes in the weekend I'll be fancy. Um, and then if I go to work, go to work. I always, 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 always go for a walk on my break. Work Like I'm in quarantine right now, obviously I've been working from yeah. home, but been I've either been working out on my break or walking on my break. Um, when I was working uh, at my office, I, every single break, just put a podcast on, maybe the Vancast, <laughs> and, <Hey>. uh, <laughs> and walk around for an hour just to get steps in. Um, not that I'm obsessive about it, but I just think it's really important to try your to put in an effort to get at least a decent amount of steps in. And then after work, I'll either, if I haven't worked out on my break, I'll go for a walk or I'll train. Um, when I was in the office, I always went straight to the gym because I am one of those people, as soon as I get home, I just want to be home. Um, and then come home, make dinner. I've totally missed lunch, by the way, haven't I? Yeah, you kind of skipped over it. <laughs> just, just rewind real quick. What do you do for lunch? lunch if it's work it's always a salad but again always super balanced to make sure I've got loads of veg carbs protein fats I'm not I don't measure or weigh things um but I always I mean I used to do it for so long I've got a very good idea of like what's what um but yeah usually a salad if I'm at home recently I've been avocado and toast and eggs all day every day um basic basic bitch problems Uh, um yeah, lunch is, again, usually pretty basic. Dinner is usually when I go a bit more, like, out there. Um, but, yeah, for dinner, love pasta. Pasta gets a really bad rep in the workout world, but it's super cheap. It's an easy-digesting carb. Um, yeah, again, protein, carbs, fats. Just make it really balanced. Do you ever give yourself a little dessert or treat once in a while? Probably <laughs> every day. Um, <laughs> I really, I really think... Like the key to being able to stick to a plan is to have the stuff that you love every single day because that way you never go overboard because you know that you can have it whenever you want. But probably dessert every day. Right now it's Reese's peanut butter, Easter eggs. Well, you need to have balance, right? As long as you balance it out with your steps because I think it's like 10,000 steps is around 500 mm-hmm. calories. So you, yeah. can, you can have those little things. Just don't have them every single meal. Um, exactly. And- and and be smart about it like you're not like don't go get a whole chocolate cake a bag of doritos and a two liter (laughs) chocolate milk it's like just just choose one (laughs) yeah and i could probably have gotten away with that when i was like 13 i think i did do that when i was 13 but but... you always got to think about like because there's a lot of people that they have incredible metabolisms and they can just eat but in the long run when you're an adult you're still going to get those health effects so 100 percent. so you got to make sure that you got to look for the long run um, 
and and for me i i've been i've also been in this quarantine and it's been it's been a big shift because i was used to being in the gym working out every day that that was my like second home pretty much and then all of a sudden it's no longer there so i you just have to get creative like i bought a chin-up bar online got some makeshift weights get the bike out go for some bike rides go for some runs do push-ups just just do do a bunch of fun stuff because in the long run like a year or two for now you're not going to lose that much gains because you have muscle memory and it's going to come back but you'll have gained all this new knowledge of different types of workouts and you'll hit your muscle in different ways that you never have before because you have to adjust exactly and it's all about adjusting and I think a lot of people are getting really carried away and really stressed out about it but honestly especially if you know you're an avid gym goer like yourself or like me if you switch to a home plan you're not gonna see much change like you'd be surprised like how hard it is to lose muscle if you're consistently you know working the same body parts but maybe in a different way like instead of benching loads you're just doing loads of like push-ups or you're making up new creative exercises you're you're probably going to just maintain what you have I don't definitely don't think quarantine is the time to like really like go for gains and stress about your plan but just stay active do as much as you can like do your best and you're not gonna see a very big like drop in progress if any drop in progress and if you're just if you're new to working out and you've never worked out before you can make loads of progress because even if you're at home doing body weight stuff that's still an increase of what of the nothing that you were doing before okay so tell me a little bit about your business like so you're a personal trainer um so how are you doing that while you're in quarantine are you still able to teach people are you doing like virtual or what what's your situation yeah, so my business is and one of the main reasons I switched to the way I'm doing it now. It's, it's actually all online anyways. So luckily, it's not affected me whatsoever. I was always doing home and gym plans for clients. Um, so my business is an online personal training business called Nick Fit. Um, it's all about maintainable fitness um, for anybody. Um, anyone can anyone can do it. And it's just about balance. It's individualized exercise and nutrition programs and they're everything's tailored to you and your individual lifestyle and goals and um, I'm just all about like creating positive and long-lasting changes it's definitely not a quick fix I'm definitely not the personal trainer to help you lose 15 pounds in two weeks for your beach holiday Um, but yeah so I do eight or 12 week programs I'm in contact with my clients every day we do like a FaceTime consultation um, initially and uh, bi-weekly check-ins so yeah it's not affected me at all and it's great so for someone that's just starting out in the gym um yeah. what what are what are your your ideas to help them kind of because they're afraid you know they're like kind of like you when you first got into the gym what, what are some tips you have to help them get over that one of my main tips is to get a coach get a personal trainer it is a lifesaver. I definitely, I definitely think like if you can't afford a personal trainer, like resources like bodybuilding.com, uh, even people like myself on my fitness coaching page, I've got loads of free information, free videos. But the problem is with that is you, you never can know if you're doing it right. 
and there's still that element of when you go into the gym, you're worried that you're not doing it right. So one of the best things I ever did was get a personal trainer. And even if you don't have them for long, you do have them for a few sessions. If you, if all you want to learn is like a few basic things, but yeah, getting investing in a coach is probably the best thing that you could do, or even just investing in like an online program because they tend to be loads cheaper. I think the big thing is accountability. Because, yeah, exactly. Because it keeps you accountable. Like for me, I've I've never had a trainer, but I've always g- gone with like friends or something. Yeah, that's a great just, way to do it. Just to f- force you to go and force you to compete. Like send your friend a Snapchat. Oh, check out my gains, and then he's like, Oh crap! Yeah. Now I gotta go work out harder. And then yeah. he goes sends you his pitch, and you're like, Oh crap! Now I gotta. It's all about accountability and a little bit of competition. Never hurt nobody, you know. Just Agreed. competing with your friends, and then also. You know, somewhat like also, you know, Instagram, Snapchat, it's not the most amazing for your mental health, but, mm-hmm. you know, posting pictures is accountability, you know, yeah, showing, 100%. showing the world, Hey, I'm working out and I'm continuing to work out. And especially yeah. during this quarantine, people need that. They need the inspiration. They do. And I think like what, um, a lot of people, a lot of people are feeling quite pressured by all like the workout stuff on Instagram right now, but it's one of those things like you just don't realize how valuable it is to work out often and how good it makes you feel and just how confident it makes you feel and how good it is for your health not only like your physical health but your mental health but yeah and especially in quarantine it's so much harder to you know have that accountability which is why like I'm my at least my clients are enjoying having me as their coach because I'm always there I'm always checking in on them I'm always if they don't I don't hear from them for by no longer than a day, I'm sending them a WhatsApp being like, hey, don't forget, like, remind me that you've done your workouts. Um, but yeah, have, again, having a friend, like having a group chat with your with your mates, just so you can be like, what are you doing today? Or don't forget to work out or just sharing what you've been doing, because it does definitely help. Do you have any cool workouts that you can do while in quarantine? I mean, what I've are- got would you want me to like lit to read you an example? Just a, yeah, just a couple, a couple of your favorite ones that you've been doing while you're at home or or outside that that you can keep your distance and and be proper. It's proper. <laughs> um. <laughs> you've developed a little bit of an accent, by the way. How I? Yeah. Everyone says that. I really hate. I really hope I didn't. <laughs> it's cute. Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Whatever. Um, I mean, I've got again. Got loads of workouts on at Nick Fit Coaching on Instagram if you want to check it out. But one, a really good one that I posted not long ago was just like a little, I think little challenge workouts are good because I think it's, it's all well and good being like doing, do three sets of 10 of this and blah, blah, blah. But it's quite fun to have a challenge. So I um, did a hundred rep challenge. Um, let me see if I can pull it up just because I've kind of forgotten what's in all of it. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Take your time. Just, just bear with, it won't take me too long. Um, yeah, I've also found that, um, honestly, biking has been my favorite because mm. my legs, like I have hit my legs and my calves in ways that I've never hit them before. Yeah. Um, like it's just, it's something else and going up hills, my God, that new, is difficult. New respect for, for cyclists. Hey? New respect for cyclists. Cause, cause you look at them and they're like, oh, they're so small and they're so skinny, my fragile, but man, they are strong. They are yeah. really strong and like the the lung capacity you need to go on those long rides. Oh my God. Um, I found I found the workout. So this is a super good challenge workout. I love to do these kind of workouts even if I'm at the gym, you know, just like 
setting a timer to see how long it takes me and giving myself like 50 reps of various exercises or 100 reps of various exercises. Um, so this one is the 100s workout and it's 100 air squats, 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups, 100 alternating lunges and 100 leg lifts. And basically Ooh. set a timer and just you can break them up as you want. You don't have to do like 100 air squats before you can move on to the 100 push-ups. So you can do like 10 and 10 and 10 or whatever kind of works best for you. Um, but yeah, set a timer and see how long it takes you. And then you can do it again in a month and see if you can beat your time or share it with friends, see who can get the best time. It's just, I think it's like a fun way to mix up your home workouts. Smart. That's a good way yeah. to do it. It's all yeah. about the repetition. You got to go for volume because Definitely. it's harder to get all the big weight. So you just got to keep freaking pushing. I know. Muscle endurance, man. So what are you doing for fun like besides the bigger <laughs> job I know you love your job but what do you do in the UK like take aside if you're not in quarantine what do you yeah. do for fun what's something cool like a restaurant or a thing that you like to do when you're in the the UK this sounds sad but drinking I mean the culture here is very different to in Canada drinking is like another beast I've gotten pretty this doesn't sound very health of me also but I've gotten a lot better at drinking since living here um <laughs> that's probably that sounds really sad but it's like probably the number one top fun thing here to do especially because I I live in like the middle of a city so there's no nature near me and there it's not like Vancouver where there's mount, mountains and beach right at your doorstep um yeah going out drinking going out to restaurants um I love watching soccer in the pub um but yeah Having that's some probably... fish and chips watching soccer <laughs> in the pub <laughs> exactly you have just been um, fully like taken over by their I culture i mean i live with an english person too i don't really have yeah. any hope um but yeah that's probably it. yeah do you have a do you have a favorite restaurant like uh, a favorite oh. spot you go with your man this place I mean I have other friends too Graham <laughs> and other friends too sorry um, fair enough <laughs> this place called Annie's Burger Shack it is literally the best place you'll ever go in your entire life it's like I think there must be like 50 burgers on the menu just oh the most, um, like they have like a Hawaiian one a pizza one um a Greek one. like there's just so many different kinds of burgers sorry my um email thing and um and it is and it's super affordable and you just get like this massive plate of like curly fries or sweet potato fries you can select what like fries you want or you can get a salad and be boring um and you just get like this massive burger I've probably been like 30 times since moving here in the last two years oh my god I like a fried egg on my burger I'm one of oh, those they have one they have a, a, a full English one. Oh my you god get, like, you get like hash browns an egg bacon like on your burger hash browns mm -hmm. in your uh, you know what i could see that being good i could see that being really good because I, I used i used to go to mcdonald's and get a hash brown and put it in my burger i know mm. it wouldn't compare but oh my god oh, there's no. something I mean, about it mcdonald's hash browns i don't think are beatable yeah they, they're unreal i they was actually, I actually saying yesterday that i like would kill for a mcdonald's breakfast right now oh my gosh i oh, i'm don't. the only problem is i'm trying to like <laughs> It's hard because I can't do as much exercise, so I always yeah. eat myself up, and I'm like, I can't eat crappy because it's going to be harder to knock it off. So I, yeah. 
you can't really stress about it too much, can you? I mean, yeah, we are. We're all in the same situation. We're here. all in the same situation. And honestly, like, my view of this is like, if the worst thing that happens to you during this pandemic is that you gain five pounds, like, you are doing okay. Like, and, and we do need to realize that there's a lot of places in the world right now that are in a way sh- shittier spot than we are. I mean, the UK is in a way shittier spot than Canada is. Yes, like, that's you true. Know what I mean? The UK is like BC's doing compared to the world. BC's doing pretty yeah, BC's damn good. Doing fun, yeah, I know. I'm proud. It's, it's like I was talking to my dad, and I was like, "Well, at least what I'm worrying about is what I'm going to cook for dinner, and I'm not oh. worrying about like having to pay fifty thousand dollars to be hooked up to a ventilator in the U.S. 100%. or or." Or it's like it's honestly it's it's kind of spooky the way that governments have been dealing with it because it kind of shows you what 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 their intentions are and what their priorities are. Um, I know it is scary. It's and it's, it is. I definitely think it's just going to change the world for the better. Like once it's all done, it, it has to. Well, I think because it affected the economy so much, even the greedy billionaires that have a lot of influence. They don't. They don't want the economy to be be down like it is now. No. So even they are going to have to be like, okay, we need to make sure this doesn't happen. And what really grinds my gears is there was people <laughs> anticipating this happening. Like Bill Gates was talking about it. He has a whole foundation, and everyone just ignored it. Um, Did you have you watched that thing thing on Netflix about called Pandemic? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Everyone watch it if you haven't. It's fascinating. It is fascinating. And then there's also a movie about, I forget the, it's like infected or something. And it's about mm. like a severe pandemic. Oh, really? And yeah. And it has a lot of good actors, has like Matt Damon and stuff. Um, that was spooky. That's like to the degree of when like a million people die, where, where it basically becomes like people break into stores and they go crazy. Oh, wow. Luckily, the United States is, is predicting like between 200 and 300,000 people dying, which is a lot of freaking people, but not enough to cause like like that sort yes, of to cause catastrophe. Yeah, yeah, to cause mayhem. But it's it's just sad. It's really sad. Um, it, is, it is really sad. And it's one of those things that it's just so out of your control. So you can't like as much as it. I definitely am like, be sad, be frustrated. But there's nothing that any of us can do. Yeah. All you can do is make sure your family, everyone you love is, is doing it properly, keeping their distance, being smart because it just takes one or two people to not follow these regulations. That's delaying it for everyone and making it longer and longer and longer. Um, And, and like at the beginning when, when, when you would see like, in Florida, they were having like beach raves, and before they like fully shut oh, down, it was it was just like such an ignorance. Oh, it was um, all it was awful here, like because we're so much worse off. I mean, I think we've in the not we because I'm not I'm not English, but in the UK, it's at like thirteen thousand deaths, and oh, we wow. went on. I think we went on lockdown on the twenty third of. March and the weekend before I mean it was already the cases were getting so bad the weekend the weekend right before we went into lockdown because I live right in the city center of the city I live in like where all the pubs and bars are are like the town was heaving and people just did not care and then I went to work and I was just like I, I was just explaining to my co-workers how I just couldn't believe like how people weren't 
taking this seriously because I had been social distancing long before we went into lockdown and they were all just like because people love to drink here so much they were like well we've not been told not to we've been advised not to but we've not been told not to and I think that's why it's gotten so bad because right up until we did go into lockdown it was just brutal like people were going out crowded places into like clubs and bars and I was just like what like what is wrong with you well even in Vancouver it it was it started off where um like Douglas Park where I live there was people like doing workouts in the workout thing doing circuits playing uh, spike ball doing all these things and and it and it took it basically took to the point of the government saying we will fine you Mm. we will literally fine you for them to stop like yeah for some reason Unless a problem is directly in front of people's faces, or they it's directly need, affected them, or directly affects them, they they will do nothing unless they're forced to. And Agreed. I don't know if it's like they don't trust the government, or they just like, or maybe because they've never seen something like this in their lifetime, so mm-hmm. they don't really believe it's true. But it's oh my! Like all I had to do was just talk to my grandparents, and they tell me about the the pandemics they've lived through that have that are more serious than this but still like it's no joke it's it's it's, uh, not a joke and it's not a conspiracy either i mean the people that think it's a conspiracy oh my gosh don't get me started on the (laughs) anti-vaccine oh no like but oh my gosh it's it's very it's just sad um that like i i i am pro-vaccine um just because uh, as you can see So this doesn't happen. Exactly. And if I'm going to have my my kids or, you know, playing on a soccer team or, or being part of a group, I it's there's one thing of being able to make a decision for yourself, but making a decision that not only affects you, but the other people around you and can yeah. possibly make them sick. I think that's wrong. I think I that's think crossing that's the line. Um, so. I don't want to get too political about it, but yeah, <laughs> pro-vaccine, get your vaccine, please. This is such a first world problem. There's 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 people in third world countries that would, that would die to have, to have a vaccine. the vaccine. It is it's it's like it's just like oh my gosh. Anyway, on onto a brighter note. Um, <laughs> onto a brighter note. Um, I digress. Um, tell me your favorite meal that you cook yourself. Oh, I don't know. Um, I'm just so good. Oh, um, I'm just so good at cooking <laughs> everything. <laughs> everything good. Um, I'd say honestly, oh, banana bread is. I know that everyone's posting banana bread recipes, but I've been posting banana bread recipes for so long. Banana bread is definitely my thing, but it's not cooking; it's baking. I'd say cooking. I make an absolutely fire lasagna lean beef lasagna and I also make like the best baked baked mac and cheese what do you put you in your put in your lasagna and mac and cheese oh, it's so good for those for the lasagna it's like what what is the most leanest beef that you can get is it five percent fat I'm not a hundred percent sure. anyway get the most leanest beef mints that you can you fry that up with with a white onion you can either sometimes I just buy a store-bought sauce sometimes to make me out my own depends on what mood I'm in yeah and then you get, I don't know how to pronounce this word I mask is it mascarpone or mascarpone do you know no I don't anyways do you know what it, it's like that thick like kind of it can be put in a dessert or it can be like put in pasta it's like a okay. thick 
creamy cheese. I hate the word creamy. Um, it's a mascarpone or mascarpone um, and grated cheddar. And what you do is you do like, I think it's like a cup. I use low fat cheddar. I always use reduced fat cheddar because it's full of protein and hardly any fat. And cheese is great. Um, so mix that with the mascarpone and some herbs. And then you just like layer the noodles, the beef, the cheese mixture, and the sauce as many layers as you can and then the so because the mascarpone is like um a creamy a creamy cheese it like melts all over it and it is literally just unreal and unreal. what about what about the do you do like garlic bread or i mean i don't make the, if i do garlic bread i buy the garlic bread okay fair enough but i mean you can't have lasagna without garlic bread yeah it's like a necessity yeah that would be sacrilege not having it with garlic bread and then you have your mac and cheese. Do you oh. put? Oh my god, that is like, that is like. Did you I see will, the mac and cheese I posted on my story? I think I have. It reminds me of my grandma's. Like my grandma makes a killer, and she gets these noodles. Her her secret is you get the noodles with the with the little like like uh, crevices, kind of mm. like not the flat ones, because it helps it helps the like flavors stick in with the noodle and the cheese Ooh. and the bacon and stuff. So you don't just want like a flat noodle. You want one with a little texture. Like a, like a curly noodle. Yeah, or like, yeah, exactly, with a little texture. Um, so that's what, I, that's what I learned from my grandma. But Aww. she makes a fire mac and cheese with Ugh. bacon too. Oh, oh. oh it's, stop. It's like, it's like soul food. It is, it is. And I think like that's what I've definitely been leaning towards in quarantine. I'm not, I guess I'm not in quarantine, but in isolation is like, I've been obviously I find like breakfast and lunch I don't really want like comfort food so that's kind of an easier time of day to make sure I'm getting in like all my veggies and fruits and like healthy proteins and fats but for dinners I've been like really enjoying making like putting the effort to make like proper comfort food like spaghetti bolognese or mac and cheese. I love that word. I don't know why. <laughs> I got a bit nervous before I said it. I was like, well, I was it right. <laughs> but, what, it's like my friend Noah, he always says, rigatoni bolognese. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wasn't going to go that far. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's definitely like a top tip because I think in quarantine and isolation, we do need a little bit of comfort. And like, I really think that food for everyone is like the main structure of the day. It's probably the only structure that most of us have. Like if we're not working from home, like you have your meal times. You know what I mean? It's kind of like you have a it clock. three times a day. It's it's a pretty important exactly. part. Of, that's why exactly. I enjoy cooking because it's such a big part of my life. There's not many things yeah. you do three times a day. Totally. And but it also fuels you. It, yeah, it like it's therapeutic. Yeah, it determines what you are, what you eat. You know, um, and it's 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 a it really it's almost like a character that you develop um, with the food you make, like what you like, you get your favorite p profiles and cooking for other people, I think is a really good feeling. I think Great. there's something Very just like ingrained in our psyche about just, <laughs> it just feels great about providing something yeah. to someone else that they can eat. Like Joe Rogan talks about it when it's hunting. He's like, there's something about hunting, killing something and putting it on a table to someone to be like, Hey, I got this for you. And, and I, I, you know, I might not go as far as hunting, but I, I don't think I hunt an animal personally, just for the record. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Like, I think it's be definitely better than going to a point, supermarket though. 
and buying meat because of all the the mass production and stuff i think it's the most natural way yeah. and you're gonna but at i think i on to another point um like one of the problems with like us getting these super bugs is also this mass production of of animals and then they have all these antibiotics and they're creating these bugs and some people think that this started from having animals being sold in a in like a like a town market thing in Wuhan, China, yeah. and it wasn't sanitized, and this virus jumped from the bat or animal to the humans. Um, yeah. And I, I think that is very possible, and we need to start thinking about protecting ourselves from these sorts of things and exactly. maybe producing things in a healthier, more natural way yeah. so we avoid this. And just not having such a big, like, mass production of it. I definitely, and I definitely think, like, we all need to eat a little bit more plant-based food as well. I'm, I'm not like, I don't have any particular diet at all. Like, I don't well, have te- any. Well, technically, um, I'm actually plant-based because majority of the stuff on my plate is plant. Yeah, exactly. Um, like, you don't have to and, be, and, to be plant-based. And I don't eat like I try to not eat red meat too often like i'll have it like once a week and i'll have like fish or i'll have like quinoa or some other form of protein Mm -hmm. um i i think it's really good for your body and you can also feel it when you go for a run or something you 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 can like because i eat pretty damn healthy if i go to mcdonald's and have a burger i can feel my body like working freaking hard to to knock it (laughs) off i can feel like yeah i I, like sit down and i'm like oh god like what am i doing to myself (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so it's uh i think it's good for everybody to mix up your diet get different forms of protein there's so many different things um exactly and and it, i don't think uh going all veggie or going all meat is the way to go no, it's I balanced agree. just it's a little just... bit of everything because what... everything has different nutrients right agreed agreed and what like really really bugs me as well is like those i mean no no hate to vegans i mean you're doing a good job doing a good thing but like when they like pick on people for like not being fully vegan like hey i do my part like i drink almond milk or not almond milk i drink oat milk instead of regular milk every day like i have meat maybe two or three times a week whereas like i used to probably have it every day you know i think if everybody just reduced their like animal food consumption just by a little bit we'd be better off we don't need everyone to go vegan and like for a lot of people as well they it doesn't work for them to have a food restricted diet like I know for me I've got a history of like eating disorder eating disordered habits and eating disorders I even the thought of like being vegan would just make me want to binge on like fried fried chicken all the time yeah well also it's like like being vegan is awesome, but it's not a hundred percent perfect. You know, you still use pesticides and all these things yeah, when exactly. you produce plants, and you're still mass producing plants, right? You're still um, having mass produced stuff. I mean, all, almond milk. I don't obviously like know all the like all of the stuff about it, but like almond milk is awful. Like the amount of production that goes into almond milk is really, really bad. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're not saints. As yeah, well. and. And also, it's another thing. It's like, it's kind of like religion for me. It's like, you can do religion to help yourself. But once you try to force it on other people or put other people down because they yeah. they practice a different way, I think that's that's what really grinds my gears. Agreed. And it's like, it's like, yeah, you can be a vegan. You can be um, a guy that keto only meat or, or whatever. But hey, do you, but you can't use it to 
try to make yourself be superior to other people. And I'm seeing that a lot on social media and it really bugs me because it's like you're just doing this for attention. You're trying to get attention for yourself, putting someone else down. Um, And it's like, do you really need to try to ruin someone's career or or ruin someone's social image. Or just like put down something else or another movement. Yeah. Just to, like I, what really bugs me, and it's the same thing with the fitness industry, is like stop putting down other movements to to raise your own. Like just promote yeah. your own. Like promote what you do because that's fine. Like you fucking sing about keto from the rooftops, but don't sing about why everyone else is bad or why yeah. everyone else is Say not why it's it good. Don't yeah. say why everyone else is bad. You and just it's the say same with- th- Keep going, sorry. No, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like working out as well, you know? Like, if you think bodybuilding is king, like, don't shame other people who just aren't into it and they're enjoying doing their own thing. I definitely, I just think with, like, food, exercise, I mean, with anything, like, there's just no one answer. Like, we're all different people, so different things. The main thing is, the answer is be active. Do something. Just do something. I mean, I applaud It doesn't matter what it is. Like you could be playing you. ping pong with your brother. Just do something. Every day, try to do one thing Agreed. that's active, especially during this quarantine. That's what that's what I'm trying to do, <laughs> whether it's tension bands or, or going for a bike or walking. Just do do mm. do one thing every day and you'll be fine. Exactly. And it doesn't need to be perfect. There's no like one magic trick. And I think what is very messed up is a lot of people, especially personal trainers, are like monopolizing on the situation and like instilling fear in people by being like, ooh, don't gain the quarantine 15. Like you've got to still stick to your goals. Don't stop in quarantine. And I'm like, no, uh, they do because I've got to adapt. Like, I'm sorry, my goal was to get 10 pull-ups by the end of this year and I don't have a pull-up bar in my house. So like, my goals might just have to change or it just it just sorry this is what grinds my gears but as you can see but it's just ridiculous I mean so many people are just trying to manipulate the situation to benefit themselves and it's just like stop like if people are just I mean honestly this time is so stressful if the best you can do is get out of bed today like I applaud you if you've been struggling like not everybody is like gonna use this time super productively so you can only hope to do your best and you don't need to compare yourself to other people yeah i think that's another thing it's they're looking at these like guy with like a six pack and he's like in his video like oh you gotta do this to look like me but uh, like if yesterday you didn't get out of bed and today you got out of bed that's progress and that's what matters it's about your progress ignore all this clutter and people around you and focus on as long as month to month i'm getting better like one push-up even if a year later you do two push-ups that's still still progress yeah so just just work on yourself you know i do agree meditation is great because you need to have your lows to have your highs and it and it kind of slows you down focuses on what's important and one of the upsides to quarantine is that I've I've really figured out what is important in life because yeah. like yes, like all these people around me, they're cool, they're awesome, but what's really important is focus focusing on yourself and improving yourself. And that's what life is about, is getting better and becoming a better person. So that eventually, if you want, you can have kids and you can be a good role model and and generation on generation we become a good society. For sure. No, I agree. And I definitely think it is awesome what it's. I mean, Holy it's... crap, there's a massive spider. Oh, okay. I'm good. I'm good. Sorry. 
So <laughs> just creeped up on me while I'm doing the podcast. Oh, okay. No. He just I'm wanted sorry. to be he just wanted to be a part of the conversation. Yeah. Um, exactly. <laughs> what were we talking about? Um I I don't know, but this is a this is a good time to finish it off here. I'm <laughs> Thank you, I'm just, Spider. Thank you, Spider. Um I'm just gonna let you shout out your socials real quick. I'll have them into the description, but just just give a quick shout out for for your socials, your program or what have you. Fab. Um yeah, so my personal account is just at Nicola McDermott, um, N-I-K-O-L-A, not C. Um, and on that page, it's mainly food, mental health, well, general well-being. And then I've got my fitness page and my coach, my fitness slash coaching page, which is at Nick Fit Coaching. Um, and that's where I post loads of free workouts. So if you're stuck in quarantine, there's loads of free resources if you can't afford personal training right now. Um, and then I also have what um, services I offer on there as well okay well thanks for chatting with me i really appreciate it and i hope stay healthy and stay safe thank you you too okay have a good one you too